0: Good morning. If you're joining us for the very first time, a warm welcome to Community Church Online. I was noticing this week how the trees are beginning to come into leaf. Some early flowers are slowly appearing and nature is becoming more colourful. I found this painting uh, as I was doing a bit of tidying up at home. Lots of colours, but particularly a colour that I like, which is red. Oh, why is red so special, you might think? Well, on the visible spectrum, it's next to orange and opposite uh, violet. It has a wavelength of between 625 and 740 nanometers. It's a primary colour in the red, green, blue model. It's one of the oldest colours that humanity has been able to create and and is found in cave paintings more than 10,000 years old. It's an important colour in many countries. It appears on lots of flags. It's the colour of love. And I can go on to tell you lots about the colour red. Or I can show you You see what I just did? Sometimes you don't need more information, you just need to see. The song that we were listening to just before from My Fair Lady where Eliza Doolittle is singing words 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 I'm so sick of words, I get words all day through, first from him, now from you, is that all you blighters can do. Don't talk of stars burning above. If you're in love, show me. Tell me no dreams filled with desire. If you're on fire, show me. And she goes on, you get the idea. She doesn't want to hear about her suitor Freddie Telling her about how much he loves her. She wants him to show her. And in our living walls down, we can tell people about Jesus or we can show them. Jesus himself said, recorded in John's Gospel, in John chapter 10, verse 37. If I'm not doing the works of my father, don't believe me. But if I am, well, even if you don't believe me, believe the works. That way you'll know and grasp the father is in me and I'm in the father. In effect, believe what I show you more than what I tell you. The good news of the kingdom of heaven that Jesus came to announce is that we've been healed of the guilt of our past and of our anxiety about our futures and we're invited into the presence of a God who calls himself I am. I am present right here, right now. And I don't want to go on any further this morning without doing what I'm talking about. So I'm inviting you to encounter the presence of Jesus. So wherever you are, put, put whatever you've got in your hands down and just hold your hands out to receive. And if it helps, just close your eyes. And I'm inviting Jesus to come. Jesus, Prince of Peace, come. Now one of three things just happened. And whatever situation you're in, it's fine. Either nothing happened, and you didn't feel anything. And that's that's okay. Doesn't mean Jesus didn't turn up. Or you're familiar with Jesus' presence and you felt a warmth or a peace where you felt anxiety before or a tingle or you've never experienced Jesus' presence before and something was different. We'll come back to this at the end. I want to read a passage in Mark's gospel. Mark chapter eight, starting at verse one. Once again, About that time, a large crowd gathered with nothing to eat. Jesus called the disciples, I'm really sorry for the people, he said. They've been with me three days now and they haven't got anything to eat. If I send them home hungry, they'll collapse on the way. Some of them have come from miles off. Where could you get food for all this lot out here in the wilderness, asked asked these disciples. How many loaves have you got? He asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves, gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to share around. And they had a few small fish which he also blessed and told them to distribute. They ate and they were satisfied. And then they took up seven baskets of leftover bits. There were about 4,000 people and he sent them away. At once, Jesus got into the boat with his disciples and they went into the region of Dalamanutha. The Pharisees came out and began to dispute with Jesus and they were asking him for a sign from heaven to test him out. Jesus groaned deeply in his spirit. Why is this generation looking for a sign, he said. I'm telling you the truth, no sign will be given to this generation. He left them again and got into the boat and crossed over to the other side. They'd forgotten to get any bread and had only one loaf with them in the boat. Beware, said Jesus sternly to them, watch out for the leaven, the Pharisees' leaven and Herod's leaven too. It must be something to do with us not having any bread, they said to one another. Why are you mumbling about not bringing bread, said Jesus, who knew they were th- what they were thinking, Don't you get it? Don't you understand? Have your hearts gone hard? Can't you see with your two good eyes? Can't you hear with your two good ears? And don't you remember? When we broke the five loaves for 5,000, how many baskets full of broken bits were left over? Twelve, they said. And the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many baskets full were left over? Seven, they said. And you still don't get it? This is the second time the writer has recorded a story about Jesus miraculously feeding a crowd. And to log something twice suggests that we need to pay attention to this. Now this time, after the crowds disappeared, Jesus gave his disciples a warning. Watch out for the leaven. An old word for yeast. And his disciples think that he's literally talking about yeast and bread. And he said to them, you don't get it. Here, Jesus is using yeast as a metaphor, an idea. Like yeast, the thing he's talking about is hard to see. But it pervades a whole environment. And it transforms it. And it has a significant effect. He points out two sources of systems that might affect their and our ability to put the kingdom of heaven on display. He talks about Herod or the political system and the Pharisees or the religious system. Remember, this is in the context of Jesus not just telling people, but showing people about the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus warns his apprentices, be wary of the political system and the religious system and how they might impact their effect of showing what the kingdom of God was like. Now, what do I mean by the political system? I'm not talking about party politics or political government, no. But rather, a worldview that makes self-improvement our highest achievement, that causes us to live by the approval of others, by how many Facebook likes or Instagram followers or TikTok followers we have, and a view that at most creates God as absent or as distant and uninterested. And what about the religious system? Now, while Jesus was uh, particular in how he treated certain Pharisees with such kindness and gentleness and compassion, he did seem to have it in for the Pharisees in general. And he gave them a hard time a lot of the time. And what you need to know is that the Pharisees were a religious sect, very pious, very devout. They were not responsible for rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem, but they did have a major role in running the temple system. Now, if you don't know a lot about the Hebrew scriptures, the, the our Old Testament, uh, you may not remember that Ezra and Nehemiah, when the the Israelites were in exile in Babylon, came back to Jerusalem. And first of all, they rebuilt the walls around Jerusalem and they rebuilt the temple. And the Pharisees became one of the main groups for running the temple system. And the temple was central to Jewish life at that time. Now, the temple was important because it was the place where God was present. Again, you might remember originally Moses had built a tabernacle or a tent and God's presence would go with the Israelites as they wandered through the desert for the 40 years. And then years later, King Solomon built a glorious temple and God's presence was there. But when the Babylonians invaded and captured the Israelites and took them off into captivity, in exile, into Babylon, the Babylonian invaders destroyed the temple and God's presence left. When Ezra and Nehemiah had rebuilt the temple, God's presence had not returned. And so the Pharisees were overseeing a religious system that had a temple without God's presence without the visible or tangible experience of the presence of God. And this was what Jesus was giving them such a hard time about. And when God's presence did show up in the person of Jesus, they didn't recognise him. This is the religious system. And Jesus was warning his apprentices and us about a worldview that contains God and talks about him but doesn't display his majesty and his power and his glory through the miraculous and signs and wonders. A view that elevates common sense as our highest value and has no value for mystery and marvel and marginalises God and makes him powerless. One of the Jewish prophets, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, Isaiah, wrote in Isaiah chapter 64, God, if only, if only you would tear open the heavenly realm and come down, the mountains would tremble in your awesome presence. In the same way that fire sets kindling to blaze and causes water to boil let the fire of your presence come down reveal to your enemies your mighty name and cause nations to tremble before you when you did amazing things wonders that we didn't expect you came down and the mountains shuddered in your presence these amazing things have never been heard of before you did things never dreamed of No one perceived your greatness. No eye has seen a God like you who intervenes for those who wait and long for you. Have you settled for a political system that aims to live a morally good life and do good works but is practically atheistic where God is absent Or sitting far away on some cloud somewhere, not very interested in your life? Or have you settled for cultural Christianity? A religious system that sits God on a seat on the sidelines and wants him to remain silent and powerless? Or are you hungry for an if-only God? If-only You would let the fire of your presence come down. If only you would do amazing wonders, things that we'd never heard or dreamed of. If you are, then you're in a long tradition who've prayed this if only God prayer. And the good news is God has already answered Isaiah's prayer. And he's torn open the heavenly realm and come down. In Matthew's gospel in chapter three, describing Jesus's baptism, reading from verse 16. And Jesus was baptised and all at once, as he came out of the water, suddenly the heavens were opened. God has torn open the heavenly realm and he saw God's spirit coming down like a dove landing on him. Then there came a voice out of the heavens This is my son, my beloved son, said the voice. I am delighted with him. God is still answering the same prayers for those who aren't prepared to settle for comfort and convenience. And aren't satisfied with cultural Christianity. And who are radical at dealing with the yeast of the political system and the religious system in their lives. If you've been listening this morning and you've never met this Jesus I've been talking about and you want to meet him, there's a prayer request button on the screen you're looking at. Press it right now and somebody will pray with you and introduce you for the first time to Jesus. For everyone else, I'm going to invite you to be present to the God who is I am. I am present right here and right now. To let the fire of his presence come down and do amazing things we've never dreamed of. So if you're sick this morning, and if you can, put your hand where it hurts and watch Jesus heal. If you're feeling anxious about the future, put your hand on your heart and watch Jesus, the Prince of Peace, bring you peace right now. And if you're weighed down with guilt about your past, put your hand over your head and watch Jesus take the weight off you as you receive his great forgiveness. so jesus prince of peace come come to us emmanuel the god who is come with the fire of your presence. Come with healing. Come with peace. Come with forgiveness. And as we are experiencing Jesus' presence, I'm just going to invite Paul to lead us as we finish today in a prayer. That Jesus' spirit would fall on us afresh. Thank you.